Hey, and welcome to another episode of the MTB Fitness Podcast. So, I'm trying something a little bit different now. On a few of the intros in the past, I mentioned that I might do this, and I thought, I've, I've literally, I've just been recording now uh, an episode of the podcast, and I thought, right, I'm going to carry on for half an hour, and I'm going to do a bit of a different episode. So, this is a new series in the podcast that's going to go out midweek. I'm going to try and get one out every week, if I can, every Wednesday, um, but it might end up being every other week. We'll, we'll see what happens. And these episodes are going to be called Brain Dump with Matt. <laughs> so, it's literally going to be whatever I fancy talking about, really, for for the 20 minutes to 30 minutes that we jump on. So today's episode is going to be about mastering the basics. So I'm going to be talking about all the basics of what you need to master to get fitter on the mountain bike. Now the idea behind this series, this brain dump with Matt, feels really weird saying my name in third person, brain dump with me, (laughs) is that when I'm talking to, when I'm interviewing somebody, I really want to just give the hour to them to give them as much time as possible to tell us everything they know because it's already a short amount of time anyway. So I don't want to be interrupting all the time and giving my points of view on things. So sometimes I do when it comes up in conversation, but overwhelmingly I want the podcast to be just them talking because we've got them on the phone, so let's make the most of it. In these episodes it's just going to be me talking to the microphone because I think it'll really really give me a good opportunity to expand on some of the things I talk about in my daily emails on my Facebook page on my Instagram page and I just like talking so hopefully you'll enjoy listening Uh, my aim is just to bring you as much value as I possibly can with these podcasts and I think this is just another way that I can do that and you can get a bit more inside my head and hopefully benefit from some of my expertise so this is episode one of brain dump with Matt Hey and welcome to the first episode of Brain Dump with Matt. Let's see how long I can sit in a room on my own and talk to myself for. (laughs) So today I want to talk about the basics of improving your mountain bike fitness um, in general. So if you followed MTB Fitness for a while, you know what it's all about. I'm all about helping your everyday rider get fitter, faster and stronger on the mountain bike. And the main reason for that is because I want you to be able to enjoy mountain biking as much as is possible. The fitter you are, the more you can enjoy riding. The stronger you are, the more you can enjoy riding. The more energy you've got, the more you can enjoy riding. I think sometimes people kind of misinterpret what MTB Fitness is about and they think that I'm trying to ram down people people's throats. Work hard, go do intervals, eat better, lose weight. And is, that's not what MTB Fitness is about. It's the reason that I want people to do those things is because they're going to make you a happier person, a healthier person, and a fitter person. And that fitness is going to pass on to your mountain biking. You're going to feel fitter on the bike. And the reason that I want people to do that is so they can be happier on the bike. They can enjoy riding more. And um, We all know, if you're listening to this, that if you don't feel fit, if you don't feel strong, um, you, you're not going to enjoy the ride. It's going to suck. So the whole kind of purpose behind the whole of MTB Fitness is to make you fitter, faster and stronger on the bike so that you can enjoy riding more. That's what it's all about. So when you're following my Facebook post, when you're following my Instagram post, please keep that in the back of your mind that everything I say, the whole purpose behind it is so you can enjoy riding more. Everything I say. Um, I think it's really important to remember that and some people, probably not the people listening to this podcast to be honest, but some people will often misinterpret it and you get the odd negative comments um, on posts that will be attacking me or attacking MTB Fitness or attacking the premise of the post. Um, 
And that's cool. Like, you're going to get people disagreeing with you. And I'm totally fine with that. But I don't like people misinterpreting what it's about. Like, it's all about making you a happier rider. So in that vein, what I want to talk about in this brain dump with Matt, which really is a brain dump, (laughs) um, I want to talk about the basics that you need to take care of when it comes to improving your mountain bike fitness and your strength, really. So there's four main pillars of improving your MTB fitness. Now, those four areas are eating, sleeping, training, and stress, so your stress management. So I'm just going to talk about those four areas. I'm going to talk about the basics surrounding them all and why they're so important. Um, But when it comes to getting fitter on the bike, you need to master all four of these areas, so the eating, sleeping, training, and your stress management. And the reason for that is that if you're kind of, if you've got one area like sleep if you sleep all the time you're not going to get fitter (laughs) that's a bad example um say training like if you just train and ride all of the time you're a 10 out of 10 with your training you absolutely nail it but you don't eat very well you don't sleep very well and you are stressed out as they come like you're so so stressed you're not going to get great results on the bike and you're also not going to be a happy person either and so it's really important that you get these four areas in balance so if you look at, let's say with the products that I sell, you see you've got the 12 week training program. So that helps you nail the training side of things. It shows you exactly how to train. And you've got the nutrition guide, which talks about exactly what to eat. So that's two of your pillars. The other two of the pillars, now there's information within both of those booklets, but I don't sell products specifically for those areas, is your stress management and your sleep. So in both of the products, there's actually quite a lot of information on how to sleep better. But it's really important that you nail all four areas. You can't just eat perfectly. You can't just train perfectly. You need to get all four in balance. And I think a lot of people get out of balance with, with what they do. So let's start with eating. So nutrition is massively, massively important for mountain bikers when they want to get fitter on the bike. There's tons of reasons. Some of those, um, let's start with people who need to lose weight. So if you need to lose weight, whether that be three pounds or whether that be five stone, losing that weight is one of the best things that you can do to improve your fitness on the bike. Um, Last year, when did I? So last February, yeah, that's right. Last February, I launched the 12-week training program. Um, so that was the first product that I'd launched for MTB Fitness. And to get it to that stage, I was just working like a mofo, really. <laughs> um, I wasn't training as much. I wasn't riding as much. And over the 12 months prior to launching the program, I actually put on about a stone of weight. Um, now, I didn't actually notice that much at the time. I'd go out on rides and I felt less fit. I would notice that my boxer short pants were starting to roll over i didn't have the same energy levels that i used to i was getting tired and it actually it was really interesting it just gradually crept on i was having like chocolate in the evenings the weight just gradually crept on and so i got to the point where i put a stone on and i never ever put on weight in my life i was like you know what i need i need to sort this out so the irony really of me launching the 12-week training program for the first time was that i put on some weight (laughs) so there's definitely an irony in there somewhere so when it launched i was like right you know what i really need to get on top of on top of my my own weight and my own health really Um, and to be clear like I, i didn't let things completely go like i was still eating decently i was still training every week i was still riding once or twice a week but i just let things slip slightly so i wasn't eating quite as good as i could have been i wasn't riding quite as often as i should have been i was letting gym sessions slip and i was just working instead and the weight really gradually crept on and i'm sure some people listening to this if you put on weight yourself it isn't that everything just goes completely to pot 
it's that things can gradually, gradually creep up. And if you put on a pound a week for uh, 14 weeks, which isn't that much a pound a week, then there you go, you've put on a stone. Um, For people listening to this, if you're in America or Australia or places where you have it in kilograms, uh, one stone is... I'm just Googling it right now, bear with me. Uh, 14 times 2.2. That's wrong. Divided, isn't it? Divided by 2.2 is 6.36 kilos. So it's about 6 kilos I've put on. Uh, And when I look at photos back from that time, like last year, you can tell my face I'm storing more fat. Um, Now, the reason that I talk about this is because I was like, right, I need to get my act together. I need to start losing that weight. I need to get that stone off. Um, I was feeling it on the bike. I was less fit than I used to be. Like, Like I say, my energy levels were low. So I started to eat better. I started to train more. I started to ride harder. Um, and the nutrition's a really like, important side of it. And I started to lose the weight. Now that stone's gone and I feel so much better on the bike. Um, the main thing when it comes to losing weight is your nutrition. So 80% really of losing weight is down to the food that you eat. So if you... If you train all the time, but you also eat a ton, you ain't going to lose weight. You could train twice a day, every day for six months. And if you're eating more than you're burning, you won't lose weight. So losing weight is all about burning more calories than you're consuming. And the best way to to bring that down is going to be through eating more. You can't out eating more, eating less. You can't out train a bad diet. So that's one side of why eating is so important. It will help you lose weight. The other side of it, so let's look at protein, for example. Protein is the building blocks of the body. So when you train, when you go for a ride, when you do anything that's um, anything that exerts you really, you break down your muscle and you break down your body, you break down your cells. And to rebuild those muscles, to rebuild your systems, you need protein to help rebuild your body. So protein is literally the building blocks of the body. So for people who are absolutely nailing the training, but then they go and have a pizza straight after. That pizza has got a load of crap food in it. It's almost all carbon fat, very, very little protein. And you actually need a ton of, a lot of protein each day to help rebuild your muscle. So you can go out on a ride and then you're not actually recovering properly from that ride because you're not eating right. So you're not getting the benefits that you could be getting from it. For people listening to this who follow my 12-week training program but don't nail the nutrition, you're, you're nailing your training and you probably will see improvements but you could see much better improvements if you were to improve your nutrition, if you were to eat more protein. So eating is that first real building block of getting great fitness on the bike. Some other reasons that nutrition is important is energy levels. So your day-to-day energy levels ideally should be high. You should wake up in the morning and you should be bang awake. It should be like, right, let's go, time to smash the day. And then your energy levels should stay pretty high all throughout the day until it gets to eight, nine o'clock at night and then you start to feel tired, you're ready for bed. Then you go to sleep, wake up, refreshed, ready to rock. Now, most people don't feel like this. They get slumps in the day, maybe a 10 o'clock slump, a 3 o'clock slump, and they feel their energy is low, and they don't have the energy to train. Everything can just feel like an effort. A lot of this is down to poor nutrition, not eating right. So if you want to have optimal energy levels, which, let's be honest, all of us listening to this do, then you need to be eating right. So nutrition is it's massive. It's so important. Um, you probably already know, but at the beginning of January, I released a nutrition guide, Stupidly Simple Nutrition for Mountain Bikers. Now, the reason I released that is just because nutrition is massive. Like It's so important. And mountain bikers as a whole generally aren't that into eating well. They don't pay that much attention to it. And we as a whole need to. So let's look at some of the basics of what you should actually be doing to eat better. So number one, 
is that you need to be eating, for most people, three to four meals a day. And those meals need to be based around mainly protein, mainly veg, and then roughly a handful of carbohydrate is going to be right for everybody. So you want a good serving of protein, you want a good serving of vegetables, and you want a good ser- um, and you want a smaller serving of carbohydrate. That's what you want to base your meals around. And you want to be having that three, maybe four times a day, depending on the person. Now, you also might want to snack between those meals. So what can happen if you go six hours between meals, your energy levels immediate, let's say your breakfast, you have your breakfast at seven o'clock. So you've got consistent release of blood sugar because you've had a good breakfast that's based around protein, veg, and a little bit of carb. Let's say uh, an omelet with a slice of sourdough toast, for example, that'd be a good breakfast. You eat that at 7 a.m. And then your energy levels feel pretty consistent for three, maybe four hours. But then you start to get a bit of a slump. You start to get peckish. Your energy levels start to dip. And by the time it gets to 12 o'clock when it's lunchtime, you're absolutely ravenous and you feel like you could eat everything in sight. Your energy levels have probably dipped as well. Now, one of the things you can do to stop that is having snacks in between meals. So you have breakfast, then you have a snack three, four hours later, then you have lunch, then you have a snack, sorry, maybe two, three hours later. So you have breakfast and then a snack two or three hours later, then you have lunch, then you have a snack two or three hours later. Most people probably want to make that snack be based around protein, some good fats, and maybe some vegetables. So a handful of nuts, like if you had six nuts and an apple, great snack. If you had some celery sticks with some peanut butter, Great snack. That's really good. Don't go over the top. Um, you need to just keep like a, an okay size serving. So like that's quite small. Six servings of nuts and an apple isn't a massive meal. It's quite a small snack. What that'll do when you have those three or four meals a day and those couple of snacks, it'll keep your blood sugar levels constant and it will mean that you're getting enough nutrition so that you don't end up eating the, a load of the crap. Um, on the podcast that I just recorded, it was with um, a guy called Chris Kilmerry. We were talking about nutrition and we were talking about what most people do is not eat enough food in general. Then they get to the evening or they get to the weekend and they absolutely stuff their faces. So they eat great all day. All day they eat really, really well. Then it gets to 8 o'clock at night. They're absolutely ravenous and they just eat the fridge. They eat everything in sight. Um, That's particularly common after a ride where you'll go for a ride. And if you've not fueled properly before and during your ride, you'll get home and be starving and just eat the fridge. What you want to focus on. um, I had a client actually last week. I put a post about it in my Facebook group which you need to join if you're not already. Search MTB Fitness Members Group on Facebook. Get in there. (laughs) Um, I put a post in there. And that was about a client that I had that he started a fairly large business and it's it's growing and growing and growing like mad. Like it's, 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 it's going really well. It's really successful for him. But what that means is that he's not really looking at his nutrition as much as he should be. So every time I see him, I'm drilling into him. You need to start eating right. You need to start eating right. And what he's doing is he's not eating enough during the day. So he's fine. He goes through the whole day. doesn't really need to eat that much. But then he gets to the evening around eight o'clock when he gets home. And then he just eats everything. He'll have like four bowls of cereal, a packet, a like massive packet, multi-packet of crisps. And um, he'll just bash everything in sight. So what I've told him to focus on isn't eating less crap. It's about eating more good food because if you eat more, if you get the basics of your nutrition right and you're eating enough of the good stuff, then you'll find that you don't need to eat all the crap stuff because the cravings won't be there for it. A big mistake most people make or a lot of people make when they're trying to eat right is trying to eat less food. And what you should actually be doing is eating more protein, eating more veg, having an okay size, like a fistful size serving of carbs with each meal, um, and just filling up on that, eating more of the good stuff. Because what that'll do is it will mean that you don't need to have, you don't get the same cravings for all the crap. 
tips on nutrition. I could talk about this for a full episode. I probably will do in future on another brain dump with Matt. <laughs> um, but for today, just know that one of the main building blocks you need to do is you need to nail your nutrition. Um, I do highly recommend, one thing I'm not going to be doing with these podcast episodes and I don't do with any of my content really, is just hard selling stuff. Like that's just not my style. Like I have my training programs available. I have my nutrition guide. I really think that most people listening to this would benefit from getting them, but it's entirely up to you. Whenever you're ready, you can go look at them. But if you do want to hear more about nutrition and you want to learn the specifics of nutrition, you should definitely go on my website, which is mtb.fitness, and you should buy the nutrition guide. Uh, it's £17.50. It's available in every country. It's in PDF format, so you can download it straight away. Um, and it's just a guide that tells you exactly what you should be eating as a mountain biker, day-to-day, before, during, and after riding, uh, hydration, going to alcohol, talk about weight loss, weight gain, everything you need to know around nutrition in basic terms, really. So if you've not got it already, I do recommend going and checking that out. Um, so nutrition, that is the first building block if you like the first area that you need to nail to have great mountain bike fitness just gonna have a drink of water there we go hope you got to listen to me drinking there (laughs) and the second one is your eat sleep yeah we'll go to sleep next so there's all four that you need to nail eating sleeping training and your stress management so let's talk about sleep next sleep They all tie into each other, by the way. So the reason that I said that is because when you train more, when you eat right, when you drink less caffeine, your sleep gets better. So it's really important to understand that there's um, there's like a connection between all four of these areas. They all work into helping each other. So when you eat better, you naturally start to sleep better. When you train more, you naturally start to sleep better. They all knock on into each other. So sleep is the second building block, if you like. Now... You need to focus on good quality sleep. Six to eight hours a night is what most people need. That sleep needs to be good quality. You need to prioritize it as well. So it's really important that you get it. What you don't want to be doing is lying in bed at night on your phone until 11, half 11, then going to sleep and you it will keep you up at night. You won't sleep You won't sleep as well. That six to eight hours that you sleep for needs to be protected. It needs to be really good quality. What you also need to do is focus on getting that amount of time, but then focus on the quality of sleep. So some really simple things you can do to improve your sleep quality. First of all, get the temperature in the room a right temperature. Like it needs to be quite cool, cooler than you might think. That's number one. Number two, you need to stop drinking caffeine after probably around 2 p.m. for most people. So don't have any caffeine after two o'clock. It needs to be early in the day and then stop. Third thing, get off your phone about or any kind of technology like a TV, phone, laptop, iPad. Stop on that about half an hour before you go to bed. The the light that's in a screen is so when you sleep, you need melatonin, which is a hormone. You need that to be high because it will help you it helps you get to sleep. Now that actually goes off something called your circadian rhythm, which is the rhythm of when you should feel awake and when you should sleep. And that is regulated by light. So daylight, essentially. So when you go outside and it's light, your body knows that it needs to be awake. So it increases all the hormones and all the neurotransmitters that you need to be awake. When it gets dark, your body starts to feel tired. You start to wind down. The hormones and the neurotransmitters that make you feel tired and sleepy start to increase. So what can happen is if you sit in a light room staring at a screen, your body doesn't actually know that it's nighttime until the lights are off in bed. So the worst thing that you can do is lie in bed on your phone. And I'm guilty for this as well. Um, it's something that it's a bad habit that I have that I need to get out of again. 
is not going on your phone for half an hour before bed or when you're in bed because what that's doing is it's just triggering those hormones and those neurotransmitters they're actually going to wake you up which is the polar opposite of what you need so get off technology 30 minutes before bed um make sure that you've got a good quality bed it needs to be comfortable you need to have clean sheets change them regularly make sure that they're a high thread count and that they're comfortable um one thing, a thought that just popped into my head then, do you notice that the things that we're talking about now, when we talk about improving your mountain bike fitness, you never would have thought that getting good thread count sheets is going to be in there. Like you just would never expect it. But y- your overall health and everything, every aspect of your your life all comes into getting fitter on the bike. It's not just about going bashing intervals. It's not just about training harder. Um, you need to get all those aspects together. So... It's, it's really worth considering. And um, that just popped into my head then. Um, so sleep. You need to nail your sleep. That is really, really, really important. If you don't, sleep in- increases cravings, first of all. So when you're tired, you'll crave caffeine, you'll crave sugar, you'll crave fatty foods, you'll just crave poor food in general. You will also find you've got lower energy levels, you've got lower motivation, you're more likely to get poorly, your training or riding sessions won't be as good quality because you're tired, you can't perform as well. Like sleep is super important. So, so far, the two building blocks we've got, eating and sleep. You need to nail those two things. Next up is training. So, training is probably the most obvious one. You already know that you need to be training hard to get fitter on the bike, but what you might not know is how. Um, there's a few kind of build, building blocks again there's a few kind of areas that you need to take care of when it comes to training and that is first of all riding now that's obvious but it's true you need to ride more if you want to get fitter on the bike you need to be riding often you need to be riding plenty it's super super important squeezing in extra miles where you can so if you can commute to work and back that's a great way if you can do a quick 20 minutes when you get home from work uh, if you can add in an extra ride on a saturday morning if you wouldn't normally ride then and go out for an hour the, the time you spend in the saddle is really important there's, there's no replacement for it next up is interval training so intervals for those who don't know is when you go really fast and then or that will be a type of interval interval training in general is when you have a hard effort and then an easy recovery period, then a hard effort, and then an easy recovery period. So an example of that might be riding up a hill fast for two minutes, then turning around, freewheeling back down, having a couple of minute rest at the bottom, and then doing it again. That's a really basic example of interval training. So what interval training does is it pushes you to those higher intensities, those higher workloads, and it tells your body that it needs to get fitter, it needs to get stronger, um, more so than just riding on its own. So interval training is a great thing for you to do. You also need to do some kind of resistance training. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm trying to drum it into you that you need to do resistance training. Um, now that can be in two forms. It can be in bodyweight training at home, or it can be in going to the gym and actually lifting weights. Both are good. If you have the option for both, you should do the weight training. But um, empathetic that a lot of people listening to this don't have the time or the motivation or the will to go and spend ages in the gym. So it's on you really. So either train at home doing um bodyweight exercises and you can use a resistance band you could maybe get some some weights to do at home or go lift weights in the gym but probably two to three times a week for most people you need to be doing some kind of resistance training so that's ride more that's do interval training and that's also do your resistance training now those need to be structured into a weekly plan the only other thing that you really need to add in is flexibility work and stretching so stretching 
every day is ideal. If you can do 10 minutes daily on some good stretches for the areas that get tight, like your hips, your hamstrings, everywhere to be honest with most people, but your hips, your hamstrings, your quads, your lower back, your upper body, chest, like really stretch out those, those areas that get tight. That is something good that most people can work on. Sell another drink. <laughs> Hydration, that's key. That's another one that I didn't mention in nutrition. Drink two liters of water a day. Um, so yeah, they're the main things that you need to take care of when it comes to your training. So that's ride more, do interval training, probably once or twice a week for most people, and lift weights one to three times a week, depending on the person and how much time you're prepared to commit to it. Notice there is another random sort of... Uh, going off on another random tangent with that i didn't say then how much time you've got i said how much time you're prepared to commit to it because it's really important to make sure that everything is a conscious decision so i want to spend lots of time with my girlfriend i want to spend time with family if you've got kids you need to spend time with those and um, but understand that everything that you do needs to be a conscious decision so it's a conscious decision to spend time with your family and that's an important one it's a conscious decision to work it's a conscious decision to sleep and um, you're not at the mercy of time. You need to make time work for you. So that might be getting up at 5 a.m. to get an extra session in if you need, or if you think that sleep is more important, you need to factor in sleep there. But just don't use lack of time as an excuse. Look at your week, look at a full diary and think, right, where's dead time? Where's time that I sit on the sofa scrolling through social media? Where's time that I watch TV for two hours at a time and really I don't really need to, I don't really enjoy it? You, you might sleep more than you need to. So you might only actually need eight hours to feel optimal, but you get nine hours because you snooze 10 times in the morning and you kill a bit of time that way. So just look at your week and think, right, where have I got slots of time to get more training in? And then you'll find that you can fit in those extra interval sessions. You can fit in those extra weight sessions. You can just do that bit more. And um, I'm going to plug another program here because it is so relevant. If you don't currently have it, I highly recommend checking out my 12-week training program because I tell you, I get, you have three sessions a week that you do. You can either train at home or you can train in the gym. You also do two interval sessions a week and you have daily stretches to do. So every one of those areas that we just talked about, bar riding more, is taken care of in the, tra in the 12-week training program. So again, you can head over to my website to check that out. I highly, highly, highly recommend it if you don't currently have it. I know a lot of people listening to this podcast will. So that's your three areas. That's your nutrition, that's your sleep, and that's your training. Now, the final one is one that you probably don't actually consider that much, but it's super important when it comes to those other three areas, really, and that's stress management. So if you have something that's mega, mega stressful that's going on in your life, it might be work stress. It might be that a member of your family is really ill. It could be having kids and trying to juggle everything. It could be financial worries. Whatever it is, whatever that stress is, you need to manage that as best as possible because if not, when your cortisol, so cortisol is a hormone that increases when you get stressed. That's fine in short periods, in short bursts. So when you do a downhill run, for example, on your mountain bike, cortisol will increase and what an adrenaline will increase. And what that will do is it will prime your body, it will prime your muscles to perform well. Now, what can happen when you're stressed is cortisol can stay high all the time, all through the day, all through the, well, it'll probably go down at night, but all through the day. Um, and that's really, really detrimental to you. It makes you feel tired. It breaks down your muscle, increases your cravings. It will, it will knock your, your will, really, your will to train and your motivation and your discipline. So you need to try and control stress as much as you can. 
and act, actively do it. So if you know, if you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, you know what, I am super, super stressed out. Like if you're doing stuff like rushing around and you, if you're rushing around all the time, if you're constantly up people's backside in the car, if you always feel like you've got too much to do, um, if you don't think you've got enough time to train, if you're snapping at people at work or at your family, maybe it's your wife or your husband, um, if any of these things ring bells and you're thinking, yeah, I am pretty stressed out, you need to start doing things to try and chill out a bit and to try and manage that stress. So one of the ways is through actually tackling whatever it is. So if it's a financial stress that you've got, but you just buried that in the back of your head, you need to probably start bringing that to the forefront of your mind and start to start to to tackle it really because when you start to actually work on something that's worrying you or something that's stressing you you'll start to feel better about it if it's something like a loved one that's got cancer that's dying something that's horrific i'm touch wood i've not had to go through that hope i never do um you know but that's horrific and it can be hard to look after yourself while you're going through something like that and um, it's still important if you can to try to take a little bit of time for you um i had a client once i don't train her anymore but she was a one-to-one client and i used to go see her three times a week and i trained her for three years at a time and during that time her mum got diagnosed with cancer and then about 12 months later she sadly died now the client actually trained all the way through that period i even trained her on the night that her mum died she got the call and she had to go straight to the hospital she didn't know that she was going to die at the time um, but she sadly passed away that night but she found that training through the whole thing just a couple of times a week you know like for an hour an hour of time so she finished work at five o'clock i would turn up at her work and we'd do a quick hour that really really helped her deal with that stress and helped her get through it really so whatever the stress is don't try and just ignore it don't put it to the back of your head spend a little time spend 10 minutes just thinking about what is it that's worrying you what is it that's stressing you and what can you do about it you probably or you might not be able to completely get rid of the stress like if if you've got a family member dying of cancer for example you ain't going to be able to get rid of that stress it's going to be there for probably a long time but what you can do is look at how you can deal with that and so it's it's another less spoken about aspect of getting fitter on the bike that you probably don't consider, but it's really, really important. That's stress management. So to summarize, I hope you've enjoyed this brain dump with Matt. It's been a true brain dump with a little little bit of, um, of structure as we go through it. Hopefully you've got some value from it. You need to be eating right. You need to be sleeping. You need to be sleeping right. You need to train well and you need to train hard. And you also need to manage your stress. Now, if you nail those four aspects and you're doing all of them great, your results on the bike will absolutely soar and you'll find you're probably a happier person because of it as well. I'm more than happy to help with anything. So feel free to email me. My email is matt at mtb.fitness. And to check out the training programs and the nutrition guide, again, I recommend doing that when you're ready. It's mtb.fitness or the links in the podcast as well. Um, but other than that, I would really, really like to hear if you've got to this point, you've listened to, I don't even know how long I've been talking for, but if you've got this far into the podcast and you've enjoyed listening to me rattling on, then I'd love it if you drop me an email and let me know. Let me know if you hate it as well, if it's boring. <laughs> um, but it'd be really interesting to get some feedback on whether you like it, if there's any topics you'd like me to talk about. Um, but really, I just want to use these short 30-minute podcasts, if that's how long I've been talking to, like I said, I've not checked, um, just to to really get to get into more detail and to really dive into some of the areas that I want to talk about, about around your MTB fitness because you just can't do it in a 60-second Facebook post and a 60-second email in my day, in a 60-second, well, probably a 20-second Instagram post. What you can do, though, with this is if I can sit and actually talk to the microphone, I can really give some good context to each of those areas and really dive into it. So I'd love some suggestions on what you'd like to talk about. If you did enjoy the episode, please drop me an email or message me on Instagram or in the Facebook group. I'd really love to hear 
hear it. And other than that, thanks so much. And I'll have another episode of the proper podcast, which is the interview up this weekend. So thanks so much and speak to you soon.